0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, all of my best friends. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I'm your host, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for another bad Monday. I'm the head of schedule. Thank you very much, which doesn't happen very often. You guys know I'm kind of a last-minute gal because you want to know what? One time I got the worst advice I could have ever gotten, and that was, well, if you leave it to the last minute, it only takes you a minute, and that gave me permission to always leave things to the last minute. Terrible advice. No thank you to whoever gave that to me because – I've lived by it since then, and it's ruined a lot of things for me. So I'm happy to report that this is the July 10th episode, and I am recording this on June 29th. Can you guys even believe how ahead of schedule I am? I also had a, a little bit of an emo moment on Instagram this morning, as most, if not all of you, saw. I did a Q&A last night. I haven't done a Q&A in like seven months because I knew exactly how it would go, and it basically ended with me in tears because this is just hard and I don't think I have the part of my brain that can kind of block off what people say or think of me. And I'm a little stressed that I might need that to continue this job because I'm realizing that the more the podcast grows, the more people that consume it, the more people don't like me, the more people hate listen or hate follow or things like that. And I just, I don't have that gene or whatever it is, the, the DGAF gene. And that makes it tough because I've done a lot over the last few months to protect my own privacy, privacy of people in my life. And there's a lot of people that are mad. They're mad that I want to be private and that ask me very invasive, inappropriate questions that message friends and family that say weird, mean things about what I did or didn't say. And it's just a lot. And so I I put that on my Instagram because somebody was asking me, you know, when are you going to share more? Why are you being so cagey and weird about it? Because the internet is a garbage disposal of souls. And the more I put out there, the more it's ripped to shreds. And I hope that's not forever. But where I am right now, gotta, gotta cut that. Cut that off, uh, because I don't want to wake up unhappy every single day. I would love to wake up happy, and part of that is just protecting privacy and I have to say the 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 ninety nine percent of you that are just wonderful, lovely, beautiful angels that literally that sent me messages that that i I could weep at the thought of the the time and effort you guys put into sending me messages that were so encouraging like. I'm so sorry that the 1% of really nasty people have ruined my ability to be really open about things. I am confident that it won't be forever. But for right now, uh I just have to, I just have to, you know, recenter, re-zen, and then we'll we'll keep on going. Because, you know, sometimes I hit some points where I'm like, this is a lot and I don't know if I can keep going. And then you guys remind me why it's fun. And so I'm back in my fun phase and I want to keep going. And yeah, I just wanted to, you know, talk about that because I talked about it on my Instagram. So again, thanks to all of you who really did just want me to feel encouraged. You guys were like, you don't owe us anything. Whatever you want to share is great. Whatever you don't want to share is great. And that just made me really happy and feel really, really uplifted. So consider it your good deed for the year consider me your service project because you helped me a lot all right so today's episode has two parts it has the first half which is going to be my thoughts on things all things Disney and then the second half is going to be my thoughts on all things internet jokes and these two things have nothing to do with each other but they're just two topics that I thought about a lot this week and I really wanted to share my share my thoughts and ramblings with you guys I went to Disneyland this last week and I took notes the whole time because I have so many thoughts about Disneyland and the people who go there. Let me say right up top, I am not a Disney adult hater, okay? If you go there with as an adult with your adult friends and no kids, I do not think that that is weird. One of my favorite trips I ever took is when me and my best friend Kylie, who at the moment I'm recording right now, she's a hundred years pregnant. And by the time this episode comes out, I'm really hoping her child has arrived. So just sending good vibes her way. But one of my favorite trips we ever took, we were like probably 20, maybe 21. We went to Disney together, just the two of us. It was so fun. I am not here to say that being an adult and liking Disney is stupid. I just have some thoughts about the behavior of adults at Disneyland. I went with family so there was there were children present. I didn't go just with adults. Again, don't take don't mistake anything I'm saying as me saying that going as an adult is weird. Like my whole family, like all of my adult brothers, I think would choose going to Disney World over almost any other vacation. We grew up going to D- I I grew up going to Disney World. I'm obviously from Utah, but as m- the majority of you guys know, my dad is a retired professional baseball player for the Braves. His name is Dale Murphy. In case I haven't said that, I was I always get messages about that when I mess or when I mention it. So his name is Dale Murphy. Anyway, played for the Braves for a long time. We I grew up going to spring training. He wasn't playing, but we would go and like my dad would help out at spring training and stuff like that. So every March we would go to Florida because uh, the Braves did their spring training at the Wide World of Sports, which is at Disney World. I don't even know if it's there anymore if it exists. I haven't been in a few years, but that was our big family trip every year. Was in March we'd go to spring training and we'd do like five days at Disney World. It was the best thing ever. My whole family loves Disney World. It's like some of my fondest memories are as an adult going to Disney World with my family. So I just want to, you know, verify my, my love for it. And I know that people are going to hear that. Like when I was taking notes at Disneyland, I'm like, I know that I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some of this stuff and people would be like, well, you don't get it. Or you don't like understand Disney. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not as deep into the Disney lore as I need to be, or like the nostalgia of certain things like just don't, you know, or they just, it doesn't hit me. Like maybe, maybe that's true. But here are some things that I observed. The worst kind of adults that go to Disney are the ones who take experiences that are meant for children away from said children. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I am so sorry. i If this offends you like deeply to your core, just tell me I'm a bad person. That's fine but like, I don't think that adults need to wait in line to meet the characters. I, I really, really don't. There was a couple in front of us in line to meet, who was it? Captain Hook. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's not the real Captain Hook. Okay. There's this couple, they get to the front of the line. They have 15 autograph books for, for Captain Hook to sign which I'm sure they're going to like sell them on eBay or whatever. They had picture frames for him to sell. They took probably 60 photos. That is not a joke. The, the, the Disney, whatever worker, which I'm going to rant about those in a minute. They, they like had to like hurry them along because there were literal children in line excited to meet the characters. And these two adults, like just what, like I, I don't understand that same thing happened on rides. Like we would be in line for rides and like two adults could go together, but one of the adults would want to go by themselves. And so it would take, so then like we would have to keep waiting to, to put a child in the ride. Like it was so absurd. I wanted to be like, you don't need to specifically, we were on the Autopia ride, which is like a race car ride. It was like this 40 year old man. I wanted to be like, why are you, why do you have to pretend to drive a car? Like if you have a driver's license, there is no need for you to be excited about this ride. Like, let a child go. Like, don't take up time in the line. Like, like it's it's beyond. It's beyond me. You are a domestic terrorist if you genuinely believe that you having an experience at Disney is more important than the little child behind you. Like, you are a bad person. Again, if you're going for the food, the vibes, the big kid rides, maybe just to to watch the general joy that happens at Disney, if that's why you're going... That is perfect. But if you're going so that you can arm bar an eight-year-old so that you can get on Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, you are a psychopath. This topic, by the way, this is a risk for me to talk about Disney in this manner. First of all, because I love Disney and I don't want it to come across like I don't like it. Second of all, because when we were there, we were like checking out at some convenience store and the guy was like, where are you from? We're like, Utah. He's like, wow, I meet way more people from Utah than I do from California that come to Disneyland. Disneyland is Utah's capital. You can't convince me otherwise. Sleeping Beauty's castle is where our governor lives. So I know that there are probably people listening to this that are offended, but just hear me out. I'm not judging you. I'm judging the horrible people who take away the fun out of things. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Better Sleep. We all want to feel ready to get the day started when we wake up. Nothing is worse than when that alarm goes off and you feel like you just fell asleep and you don't feel rested and you don't feel like you can even continue your day. That's why I decided to dedicate a lot of time to dialing in my sleep routine. And one of those things that I started doing is using the Better Sleep app for my white noise. When you've got a lot on your mind, it's tough to get the rest you need. But with the Better Sleep app, you can personalize a sleep experience that calms your racing thoughts and boosts your concentration. In fact, Business Insider says that Better Sleep is one of the most positively reviewed apps in the history of the App Store. I like to kind of mix and mingle some of my white noises. You know, I like to turn up the green noise or maybe a little brown noise. It's a wide world out there with more than just white noise. With over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and for longer, you can explore audio tracks from categories such as ASMR, brainwaves, meditation stories, and more better sleep created this app in collaboration with world renowned sleep specialist and Oxford university professor, Dr. Russell Foster to help you achieve your best sleep. So clear your mind and ease your stress with expert guided meditations and hypnosis because when you sleep better, you feel better. Improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download better sleep from your app store or Google play. That's better sleep on the app store or Google play. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. You know who is kind of a mess? Literally all of us. Every single one of us is a mess in our own special, weird ways. Ritual believes that perfection is an illusion, so we should just give it up already. And that is coming from a vitamin and supplement company. Ritual knows it's basically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from your diet 100% of the time. So they made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important, like filling key nutrient gaps to support foundational health. I love taking Ritual. My favorite part about it is that it is not a huge pill, first of all, and It has a minty freshness to it. So it's not like the worst part of your day to take your multivitamin. Ritual has a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 and older with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. They've got nine key nutrients in two capsules per day and their unique beadlet and oil design is even patented. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multis that's USP verified, which means that what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. It's got that minty essence I was talking about, so it keeps things fresh and makes taking your pills every day actually enjoyable. So instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news, Ritual is offering my listeners 20% off during your first month. So visit ritual.com slash bad10 to start Ritual or to add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. Next thing I want to talk about is the the Disney cast members, as they're called, the people who work at Disney. First of all, everybody who works for Disney should have a six-figure salary. No questions asked. I looked it up. Disney makes between like 11 and 20 million dollars a day off of Disneyland alone. That's it. Like that's just Disneyland. And that's, oh my gosh, the money that Disney makes, especially with Star Wars, with Marvel. Oh my gosh, it's sick. So I am sure that Disney cast members are way underpaid and that is criminal because the things they have to deal with, I'm sure, are obscene. But, but the cast members, who buy a little too hard into the magic when talking to adults, make me violent. I was asking this girl about a ride that we were about to go on. And I was like, hey, is this the something ride? And she's like, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what Mickey has in store for us. I was like, no, (laughs) no. Like I am a 30 year old woman. Can you just tell me I have children with me? Like, can you just tell me if we're on the right track, like, are we on the right ride? Like, I don't care about the magic or like, we were at Star Wars land, which is sick, by the way, going to talk about that in a moment. And I was asking where the some like a bathroom or something was. They're like, well, you want to leave our planet and take your like X wing over to I was like, just tell me where the bathroom is. Just tell me if I'm with a little kid, or like if a 10 year old asks you for sure, keep up the magic with me i'm 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 I've aged out. I've aged out of needing you to keep the magic alive. i've got that I've got that down. So just tell me where things are, what I'm doing. just be helpful. ok. Let's talk about oh wait, let me go to my notes because I did have some some other notes. Oh, I kept a list of the worst t-shirts that I saw. I have three, three of the worst disneyland is is ripe territory for the worst t-shirts in the world. The first terrible t-shirt. This one's actually not even bad, but I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. It was so niche. It said "welder by day, gamer by night." I couldn't be- I couldn't believe that was a t-shirt. It had to have been custom made because how like what does the Venn diagram of welders and gamers look like? And is it is the overlap big enough for there to be a t-shirt made about it? I don't know. But that was that was probably the weirdest one I saw. And then the next one, this one like made me so, I was, I was in a pissy mood this day, but it made me so mad. Her shirt said, I match energy. So how are we going to act today? I want to be like, lady, I know how you're going to act because you're in line to meet Jafar. I know exactly how you're going to act no matter how people interact with you. Your personality is pretty set in stone. I can tell because you're wearing that shirt. And then the last one, the last worst t-shirt that I saw, this one, I actually wanted to confront him about it because like this trend is so stupid. It said, my favorite Disney villain is my wife. Like what is with boomers and I hate my wife culture? Like, I'm sorry, but the majority of boomer men would not have a functioning life if they didn't have a wife with them. Like they wouldn't ever eat, sleep, shower, have clean clothes, like Have children that were happy and healthy, like that would not be possible without your wife. But then every time you talk to a crusty boomer, he'll be like, "Yeah, I got Wi-Fi. I got a Wi-Fi hate. It's like the joke is done. It's over. You're you've lost. No one likes you. We all side with your wife in the divorce. Please stop." So that T-shirt took last place. There's my Olympics for the worst T-shirts that I saw at Disneyland. Now I want to tell you guys a funny story that happened to me. It didn't happen to me. I witnessed it happening. So I was like waiting for everybody to get off of a ride. And I was waiting by like the fence where you can watch people on the ride. And there was this dad standing next to me. And the dad was filming uh, like his kids and his wife on the ride. And then the ride was like slowing down. And I hear the wife yell, you've been filming the wrong family. Like the dad filmed the wrong wife and the wrong kids the whole time. The best part about it is that the dad and the mom had matching sweatshirts on. They had bright blue polka dot sweatshirts on, and he still filmed the wrong family. (laughs) And he was like, oh, shit, sorry. And he looked over at me, and I started laughing, and he was laughing so hard. He was like, I have no idea how I did that. I was like, buddy, it's cool. I'm sure that you are so spent. I'm sure that you're exhausted, and you probably just spent like five grand on this vacation for your little kids, and you are battling depression at this point I was reading a reddit thread where somebody was talking about like what's something that you can share about your job now that you don't work there anymore and somebody got on and, and they had worked at like a Disneyland resort or a Disneyland hotel and they were talking about how they would hear and witness the most obscene violent fights between parents because I mean I get it you're like more stressed than ever And you plan this whole trip. You think it's going to be the most magical thing. And then if your kids don't like it, you probably are even more mad. Like, I get it. It's probably a very, very stressful trip to take. So I'm sure a lot of divorces are considered (laughs) at Disney resorts. Okay, what else is on my list? Oh, I have some critiques for Disneyland. First of all, it is my humble opinion that Disneyland is way better than California Adventure. I we did one day at each one day at Disneyland one day at California Adventure and I wish we had just done two days at Disneyland because it it was just superior in basically every way it feels nostalgic the food is better the rides were more fun like there's more going on it's more like everything felt better at Disneyland California Adventure is the most underutilized theme park I've ever seen maybe more is coming to to the park I don't know but they don't capitalize on enough disney experiences. I will say Cars Land is cool because they actually made Radiator Springs. Because when you watch a disney movie, you just think I want to go there. I I want to be a part I I want to be a part of that. I want to walk down that road. They made that happen. That is a really cool part about it. The rest of it, like I know there's like Pixar Pier or whatever. It's got like a carousel with like Jesse's face on it. Like no. I want to be Fixed up and massaged by the old man with glasses in Toy Story 2. Like, I want the experience of a Disney movie. Like, I just feel like there's endless, endless opportunities for cool experiences and cool rides. And they just haven't done it. Like, I'm sure, okay, I'm sure they like, there's a bunch of different rules they have to follow. They have to make them accessible to all different ages and everything like that. I'm sure they go through things and they just can't make certain things happen. I get it. Whatever but like, I want to control the mood board from inside out. You know, I want to make a toy like Sid does in Toy Story. Actually, when I was growing up and we went to Disney World, there was a place you could do that. You could, it was called Disney Quest. And you could like piece together a toy from all different parts of a toy. And then they would make the toy for you. Like, those are the things I want to do. I don't want to ride on Goofy's flight school. That's just basically the mousetrap from Lagoon. Like, I want it to be an immersive Disney experience. Don't even get me started on Avengers Campus, okay? I have evolved. I used to be an Avengers hater. Like, I thought it was so stupid. I didn't understand why people liked it. Now, I'm lukewarm on it, whatever. I'm sure that they put so much money into Avengers Campus. And when I walked on to it, I was like, this is, okay, this is it. It has one Spider-Man ride. It has a shawarma cart. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Like, that's it. It has one Spider-Man show where he jumps from one building to another, which is admittedly kind of cool, despite the fact that his costume looks like it's from Spirit Halloween. Like Star Wars Land, which is in Disneyland or Star whatever whatever they call it, is so cool. It's so detailed because there's like 40 years of lore in Star Wars that they make happen. There's stormtroopers walking around. There's the little creatures on people's shoulders. They're like, it's so cool. You literally feel like you are on a different planet the food is themed. It's awesome. Avengers, it is like the most boring cafeteria I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm sure they spent billions, millions if not bill, Okay, not billions, but millions, tens of millions on building Avengers campus. And it was just so underwhelming. I was so mad, but like, you can't, what are you going to have? Who are you going to have walking around? Like, there's no cool characters like that. You're going to have civilians that live in big cities that get torn apart by villains. Like that's who you're going to have walking around Avengers campus. Like, it was just, it was lame. And I stand by that, that, uh, that Disneyland was way, way, way cooler. However, I do have some critiques for both parks. Why are there not movie theaters at Disneyland? And there's no wifi. The no wi- wifi is just, it's an issue all on its own. But I think that there should be movie theaters in there that play Disney movies, like all throughout the day. And it's just casual. Like you can come and go as you please but it's air conditioned in there. You can get a drink. You can sit and relax and watch like some, if if I could take two hours out of my day at Disneyland and go sit in a comfortable recliner in a movie theater and watch like, I don't know, Monsters Inc. If I could watch that, like I would be so rejuvenated. I would be more than willing to go walk around Disneyland for the whole rest of the night. They need to have movie theaters there. They need to have more air conditioned places. I actually don't know how they haven't figured out to air, figured out how to like air condition the outside. Like why are why are there not fans like blowing at all times? Like, why is it not like, like, come on, like it's Disney. I just feel like they need me on staff to help them with ideas. Do you know what I mean? So if anybody out there has the Disney hookup, please send them this segment, tell them how good my ideas are and that I would like to be on the board of every decision ever made for Disney. I just think that they could make things a lot cooler. There's literally endless, endless opportunities for cool, immersive Disney experiences. And it's just, they just made Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That's all they did. That's all they did. They made a big gold building and they put Spider Man in some tights and they made him jump across a building. And I want to just stroll around Radiator Springs. I want to open Boo's door and go to the, go to the, the, uh, The Scream Factory. Is that what it's called? The Scream Factory in Monstropolis. I want to get a real life toy that will come alive when I leave the room. I don't feel like these things are too much to ask. It's Disney, for heaven's sake. Okay, make it happen. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. There are many times In our lives, where we feel uncertain about where we're going, we are faced with a decision. We don't know which path is right. I know that personally, I've been faced with many a times where I don't really know what path is going to be the best for me, and I just kind of have to take a leap of faith. Sometimes we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear, but therapy can help with this, whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is just like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's a great place to start if you're worried about any of the little annoyances that come with starting therapy, like finding a therapist or driving somewhere really far away or waiting in a waiting room, or maybe you're worried that you won't like your therapist and you're scared you're going to have to switch. They make it very convenient. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash bad. Other than that, the experience was great and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had some pretty good food. A lot of you guys asked me like what my favorite thing is at Disneyland. I mean, I do like a lot of the treats. I love like a Matterhorn macaroon, not a macaron, macaroon, a little coconut lump. Love a Matterhorn macaroon. I didn't get one this time. I couldn't find them. Love the corn dogs. Uh, their churros are not that good. I think they're just like plain like frozen Costco chur- like churros. I don't know if they just were totally average. Uh, we had some good tacos. we had some good ice cream, of course yeah like it was it was really overall pretty fun i would i I like to attend for the vibes. I like to attend for the general happiness and nostalgia that I feel when I enter a Disney park like I just feel good when I'm there. It's a serotonin rush. I don't go on like little rides, okay, wait, I did go on the Pinocchio ride first of all, like that can be done away with, and we have room for way more like cool immersive experiences like I'm talking about. The Pinocchio ride is literally the scariest thing I've ever been on. I don't know how a child would go on that and not feel immediately traumatized. The movie Pinocchio in general, terrifying, terrifying. Like the fact that there's like Pleasure Island and there's a rough house on Pleasure Island. So, so hookery. Like it's, it's wild. And then the scene where they're like turning them into donkeys and like throwing them in the corner, it's so scary. And the ride is a thousand times worse. It is pitch black. It has probably not been updated since Walt Disney was born. And it was, it was a horrible experience, but like, I, I like roller coasters. I would do big rides. I would do like the, like coaster, whatever it is. I would do Splash Mountain before they took it out because it's racist and people are bothered that they don't want to keep racist things in the park, like get a life Anyway, I like those things. I think that they're fun. I would go for the good times. So yeah, there are my thoughts. I'll leave you with those thoughts about my trip to Disneyland. All right, feel free to take a little intermission here because topics are about to change quite quite abruptly. And we're going to talk about something that I asked on my Instagram. I actually asked this like probably four or five months ago, and I forgot to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> and then it struck me today that I needed to re-ask it because I couldn't find it in my archive. I want to talk about overdone internet jokes, like jokes that we can just put to rest, that we've that we've heard, we've done, we've seen, we don't need to continue to do anymore. Obviously, you guys know I spend a significant amount of time on my phone. Yes, I use it for work. But the majority of the time, it's just for fun. And it's just me, you know, wasting my life watching TikToks and scrolling Instagram and things like that. So I consume a lot of internet content. I, I know, like, if you reference a viral video, I will usually get the joke. And this happens a lot in story submissions, like people will submit their stories to me. And it'll be like a viral video or something or they'll reference it and they'll they'll kind of say it like it's their own joke. And it takes everything in me to be like, that is not your joke. That is from a video or that is a quote from The Office. I try to make it clear when I reference a joke or I quote The Office like that that's what I'm doing. Uh, I try to not claim them as my own. I hope I do a good job of that because if I don't do it, I will hear myself and cringe. I've also had people like DM me Reddit stories like that I've seen go viral and they submit them to me as though they're their own story or or they'll be like, Oh my, this happened to my friend and they'll submit it to me and I'll be like, that's from Reddit. Like that's from Reddit like 10 years ago. So it's, it's very interesting how they, you know, burrow their way into our subconscious. I think to the point, like sometimes I feel like people make internet jokes or references and they don't realize that that's an internet thing or they don't realize that they heard that from TikTok. So I wanted to ask you guys what you think the most overused or overrated or just overdone internet joke is. And I have to say, I might have something broken in my brain because I was reading a lot of these and I was still giggling. I was still thinking that they were kind of funny and I'm sure like some of these, like actually I, one of the questions was, or one of the answers was not me, blah, 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 blah. Like not me doing this thing. And literally in the post before it said, not me doing a Q&A, knowing it'll make me cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I had literally just done it. So I know my hands are not clean. Okay. We're all guilty, but I just want to, I just want to talk about these because let's, let's consider this a comprehensive list of things you don't need to do anymore. Things you don't need to say. We all know, we all know the joke and we can, we can hang this one up. For sure. We need to give up the joke about hating the word moist. I almost feel like we've come full circle on this, we're now acknowledging that it's stupid to hate the word moist is now the new internet joke. Because I feel like about three years ago, we all decided that it was stupid to hate the word moist, like it's a very, very normal word. And now we're back at square one where we're making the same joke, just other side of the coin. So yes, if you hate the word moist, get over it. No, you don't. It's not your personality. Okay. I was today years old when, yeah, Unfortunately, the majority of these are just like painfully millennial behaviors. And like us millennials just have to deal with the fact that our Internet jokes suck. But Gen Z will have their time when their Internet jokes suck. It's just it's where we are. It's where we are in the food chain of the Internet right now. Uh, The next one. Hot takes saying you have a hot take. Very rarely do I see a hot take that is like hot like a, a lot of times I see hot takes and they're, they're quite lukewarm, possibly even cold. And I think that we maybe need to make our hot takes even spicier. I did see a very quality hot take. Somebody was talking about how many uh, celebrities are able to like have babies via surrogacy and how like people with excess wealth will basically be able to have more kids than people without excess wealth. And their hot take was that it gives Handmaid's Tale like 100% and I I do agree with it but she had this whole explanation she was like I know it's a hot take and I was like no those are the hot takes I want to hear speaking of what I literally just said somebody said the phrase it's giving I still say that I'll say that till I uh am forced to (laughs) confront the cringe that it is uh but I say that with like I say that a lot I say it in a lot of uh a lot of sentences, a lot of episodes. I mean, okay. This one is good. The perfect mimosa joke when where they pour a whole thing of champagne and then they like do a little dropper of orange juice or they like whisper orange juice into the, into the champagne glass. Yeah. That one is done. Uh, when people say just me, okay, cool. That one, <laughs> yeah, that one is, is bad, but not as bad. This is my submission. If somebody asked on their Instagram and I submitted an answer, mine would be the Phil Collins joke about Phil Collins did not have to go this hard on the Tarzan soundtrack, but he did that for us. Like that joke has been told. Oh, it has been dead and in the ground for so many years. But as long as we are alive, there will be a millennial talking about Phil Collins going too hard on the Tarzan soundtrack. Millennials rewatch cartoons so much though. Like I realize that about myself I've talked about I think I talked about it in an episode with Lucy about how I re I, I used to I feel like I went through like a renaissance of sorts because I used to watch so many cartoons I used to watch so many Disney movies like like and it stopped like a year-ish ago like I just don't I don't ever watch cartoons like if I were to pick a movie for movie night like two years ago it would have been like Inside Out or like Kiki's Delivery Service like I mean, not to say those don't slap, by the way, but I, I would have and I would have rewatched them over and over and over again. Like if I was cooking, I would have just turned on like Monsters, Inc. It was very weird. And now I never do it. It never enters my mind to watch a Disney movie like I was I was just sitting at home the other day. I ordered food and I would like open Disney Plus and I was like, I'm going to watch like, I don't know, like some cartoon. I don't even know which one I turned on. And like three minutes in, I was like, why have I been spending so much time watching these? I bet I didn't watch a real person movie for like months on end a few years ago. Very weird. So I don't know what changed in my brain or if like my frontal cortex fully developed and I didn't need to watch cartoons anymore. But yeah, I, uh, I stopped. Okay, next overused joke. You're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? Why do I think this is hilarious? I still think that this is funny every time I see it, I think it's funny. Oh, people hating Utah baby names. Okay. I want to talk about this because I am a Utah girly as are a lot of you. And there's, there's been this trend for, for years and years and years. Something that I did a lot of when I started the bad broadcast, the videos are deleted now just because I don't think that they're funny anymore. And I think that they're just like kind of mean and also just stupid. I think that making fun of Utah moms is like the stupidest low hanging fruit humor ever. I see so many videos of it and I, every time I watch it, I'm like, how is this funny? Like, where is the humor?" Maybe it's funny to like, I, I don't know people. I guess it's, I guess it's funny to people because these videos go super viral, but I think they're super mean and just, just, yeah. Like I said, just incredibly unfunny and yeah. Making fun of Utah baby names. That was the move probably eight years ago, maybe less, maybe like five or six years ago. It was funny to make fun of weird Utah baby names. Now it's, it's done. And I feel like there's just a new wave of weird baby names. Like in 10 years, all of the babies are going to have the same name. They're all going to like grandma names are super popular right now. That's just going to be the trend people will make fun of it in 10 years and then they're going to have a trend of names. And I bet that names like Cheryl come back and then they're going to have, like, it's just the way it goes. Like that's why every single 10 year old girl right now is named like Avery and Everly. And like that, that's just the trend of the, of the names. And so, yeah, I agree with you making fun of Utah stuff. Like I'm, I'm all for, I'm not even, I like, I'm not getting defensive. Like it, like I have some super emotional tie. It's just tired. Like, I just, I don't like when comedy is lazy, okay? I don't like when people go for the easy thing, go for the overdone thing. Like, just, you know, be cool, man. Okay, next one. Is the blank in the room with us right now? Again, I think this is funny (laughs) People usually comment this on like apology videos when people are like fake crying. I think I said this about the Duggar documentary in my Patreon episode about the Duggars where Michelle Duggar is like talking and she's trying to make herself cry. I think I said like are the tears in the room with us right now. Again, I think it's funny. That's a Gen Z internet joke that I will happily steal and use until somebody forces me to stop. So I did a thing. Is another really popular sentence. Sorry, millennials, we really, really overdid this one. Uh, usually to something huge, something like an engagement, something like a baby. That's very, you know, very tired. I saw a lot of these internet jokes come through when I did my ick episode because a lot of people were using icks that they had seen online, specifically saying, Oh, it, it gives me the ick to watch a guy chase a ping pong ball. That was like the inception of the ick was when we discovered that that gave everybody the ick. So when people were like, I just, I'm so weird. I just, I can't watch him chase a ping pong ball. We know it's because it's embarrassing. And that's why it gives us all the ick. I had like a probably eight hour intense texting conversation with my brothers the other day about the ick. And one of my brothers brought up a good point that a lot of icks are just when a man is not acting traditionally masculine and that's not great because i don't want that to be the reason that we get the get the ick but i thought of some some icks that i ha- i have that that <laughs> that uh have nothing to do with gender or nothing to do with masculinity and the ones that i gave them uh were Let's see. I got to get to this text. Hold on. Sorry. This is so annoying of me. I should have just found it before I did it. Okay. My icks were having a graduation tassel hanging off the rearview mirror. Ick. Uh, their favorite movie is Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if that one's super unique. Uh, oh, you know what gives me the ick? When people run to get in line in front of somebody. That bugs me so bad. Like at best, you're going to beat one person. It's not worth the jog, buddy. Socks that go too far up his calf. I don't like that. Uh, drinks Mountain Dew code red. That's actually probably should be masculine that they drink Mountain Dew code red. And it grosses me the hell out or has a Facebook. I don't like people. I shouldn't say I don't like people. It gives me the ick when people have have a Facebook. Okay. More tired jokes. One that I posted on my Instagram the other day. People saying that Timothy Chalamet looks like a sick Victorian boy. Like this is, this is always people's hot take. People are like, I don't know how people think he's hot. I think he looks like a sick Victorian boy. I know. We know you got that from the internet. That is not an, an original thought. Granted, I don't think I have a lot of original thoughts. Like, it's kind of scary when you think about how much of your personality has been, you know, pieced together by content you've consumed on the internet. And I do try to be aware of that, but it's hard because all of us live in an echo chamber, right? Like, whether we like to admit it or not, if we're on our phones, our phones are being curated to show us content that we like and agree with. So, yeah, it's kind of unavoidable. So, when you find yourself, uh you know outwardly expressing a personality that somebody else on the internet has given you i mean it's best to maybe just take a step back maybe really think about what what you like what you don't like that's that's something that i have to do all the time like sometimes i literally don't know how i feel about a tiktok until i read the comment section and it has to decide for me like that's not great for humanity okay uh next one a lot of people don't like the screaming crying throwing up joke uh yeah i Mm, I don't hate this one, but I get it. It is it is very overdone. It's usually on the comment section of like every single girl's post, like screaming, crying, throwing up. You guys get it. We've seen it. We've all seen it. Uh, louder for the people in the back. This is one of the Internet's favorite things. It's typically commented on a lukewarm take. Louder for the people in the back. Yeah, and it's always got like clapping emojis with it. One that I was, I was sad to see go, but I will admit defeat is people quoting vines. And I, again, I accept that we got to stop doing this. I would quote the road work ahead vine all the time. And I promise you guys today, I will put it to rest. I will no longer say it. I will no longer reference vines. I will keep them to myself. I'll write them in my diary and then burn the, the pages. Okay. I get it. You're right. It is, it is way, way, way too overdone. Anything adulting, anything asking for a friend when they're not actually asking for a friend. Actually, a lot of you guys hate when people say, ready, go. When somebody on their Instagram is like asking for suggestions for something like need a new place to eat tonight. Tell me where to go. Ready, go. I get that. OK, probably the worst Internet trend. And I, I agree with this one. I shouldn't say probably the worst, but one of my least favorites First of all, I just don't trust couples that make content together. I really don't. I've I very rarely have seen a couple account where I like liked even one of the videos. It's I don't want to say it's never happened, but it's very very rare. I think it is bad vibes, bad juju. Every time I see one, I'm like you guys are absolutely doomed. But specifically, the ultra posed did something nice for my spouse videos. I saw one the other day where this guy like made a whole like cozy little spot for his wife to, you know, surprise her with and she came out and she was so excited and like, there's just, I'm sorry, but it's, it's not possible to have a genuine reaction when there is a phone in your face. I don't believe it for even a second that the wife doesn't know what he's doing or that they're actually surprised. Like unless the phone is hidden I don't want to see the reaction. If you are in her face filming her or him, like it's staged. You guys hate each other. You made this video. You probably fought about it for 45 minutes and you're going to be split up by next year. Okay, like I just I don't trust combined couples accounts. A lot of you guys also don't like that. We still use Karen and Chad to describe certain types of people. I don't I guess I I'm with you on this. It is definitely overused, but it does just make it very I don't really know what a Chad is, though. I'm going to be honest, like we all know what a Karen is. Like, I feel like that has that has helped, like, you know, categorize that type of person. Chad, though, I have a brother named Chad and he's like the least Chad Chad I've ever known in my whole life. So I don't know, kind of kind of messes it up for me. Uh, when people say they hate when couples are trying for a baby, this is one that I've seen in the last couple days. People are like, it's so gross when people tell you that they're trying for a baby and they're trying so hard and blah, blah, blah. It's disgusting. I don't need to know about that. Like being an adult, people are talking about wanting a child. Okay. Get your mind out of the gutter. I had somebody message me the other day. <laughs> I... uh I'm not even saying this. I it's I thought it was funny and I just want to share it. So if you're listening out there, just know that I love you deeply. And I thought this was a funny response. But somebody was asking Meg if we were still friends. And so she posted and then I reposted it. And I said, guys, she came on my podcast like two weeks ago. And just one person messaged me and they were like, this sounds so filthy. And I'm like, why? Because I said the word came. Like, can we not? Can we not say the word came without your mind being in hell but I did think it was kind of funny. She was like you guys were talking about dirty stuff so I thought it was an innuendo which I totally get. Okay, the next one that you guys hate, I am a child of divorce or celebrities being mommy and daddy. A lot of people say this about like Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. I'm a child of divorce, mom and dad, whatever. Uh yeah, I definitely see that one a lot. A lot of you guys hate girl boss jokes. I girl boss too close to the sun, girl boss a little too hard. And I got to say a lot of you guys are really really mad about how many submarine memes those things did come in fast and furious man I've never seen anything like it the internet was going crazy like I feel that I, I used to feel that way about like the succession episodes like uh they were coming in so fast people were making so much content so quickly and that did happen <laughs> that did happen with the submarine but I'm sorry how crazy was that <laughs> That was absolutely, absolutely insane. Another one is said no one ever. That is how you know that someone's head of marketing is Gen X when they put that on like their billboard or in their captions on Instagram or on Facebook or something. Like, I just feel like the best route for marketing. Like, do you guys, uh, is it Duolingo? that has like just the most unhinged social media marketing team and they comment the most insane things same with Denny's like I don't know if you guys have read the Denny's Twitter lately but it's obviously just some random like young kid tweeting the most like unhinged things and it's hilarious it literally makes me want to go to Denny's more it makes me care about Duolingo why would I ever care about Duolingo? But I, I don't know. But I follow them on TikTok and I care about what they comment on people's things. Like, I get it. A lot of older people who run companies think it's too much of a risk to just have unhinged uh, uh, <laughs> word I'm for, social media. But I swear, you got to hire a young, mentally ill teenager to run your TikTok and Instagram. That's when people get really interested in it. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but somebody in the office next to me is playing Harry Styles. They're playing Matilda. There's no way you can hear that, right? But that is crazy because we were just talking about them or talking about him and his ex-wife, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course, any women belong in the kitchen. Women, make me a sandwich, whatever, anything like that, over it, done. That was done like my junior year of high school. If you're still making those jokes, like you are the problem in society, you probably wear T-shirts that say that your favorite Disney villain is your wife. I'm assuming you're still in the I hate my wife phase of humor, which is tired and over and done with. I did like this answer though. Whoa, sorry, I hit play on my Spotify. <laughs> I did like this answer that somebody submitted that they said they I like that we all have internet lingo. It's like we all speak the same language. I do think that's pretty cute. Uh, I like having basically inside jokes with everybody who is on the internet. It is a fun kind of secret language. But I thought I would share a comprehensive list of jokes that are bugging people that we don't need to say ever again. A lot of people hate the joke, like still a better movie than Twilight. First of all, no, it's not. It's not a better movie than Twilight. I don't know what you're thinking. Twilight is a perfect movie. So anytime you say that, I already, already, already think that you're a liar. Uh, Touchgrass is another joke that I think is still funny. I still think people do need to go touch grass, including myself. I just don't, I don't think we were supposed to live this way. You know, I don't think we were supposed to interact with this many people. I don't think we're supposed to have access to people like this. Like I don't have a solution because like it is the way it is and nothing's going to change about it. But don't you guys think that we were meant to live in like groups of 50 in like little villages and just help each other raise kids and cook food and like help each other financially. And just like, that's what I want. I want to live on a compound with my best friends and no phones and just our kids. And we can teach them whatever we want. And we never have to send them to school. And I guess what I just described is a cult. I want to start a cult. Let's do it. Um, Thank you guys. Uh for being here for listening to my rambles. I hope I did not offend any of you Disney lovers out there. I'm right there with you. Let's plan a bad broad trip to Disneyland. I will be the first one to say that Disneyland is awesome and Disney adults have it figured out and going and doing fun things should not be laughed at. I'm just saying, you know, there are people who are taking it a little bit far. And as far as the internet jokes go, whatever's making you laugh, like I said, I laughed. At had a lot of those internet jokes that you guys submitted. I even left some out that I still like. Ash, I'm calling you out right now because you submitted you can pry blank out of my cold dead hands. Well, guess what? I'm going to keep saying that. Like you can pry this podcast out of my cold dead hands. Uh, I love you guys so much. I will talk to you guys next week. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, post on Instagram, tag me, message me, join the Patreon for bonus content uh, and be safe and be kind and be hot. (gasps) And my merch drops this week. I forgot that I I haven't announced it as I'm recording this. I haven't announced it, but I can tell you guys this now because by the time this episode comes out, it will be ready to launch. So it'll come out this Friday. Check my Instagram for details. This is like by far my favorite launch I've ever done because it's more than just words, which you guys know means it was not designed by me because I have the skills of Microsoft Paint and that's basically it. So keep an eye out for that. And I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye.